the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. This is Wednesday. I, you know, you have to wake up in the morning and go, uh, is this Sunday or Thursday? Right. All right. Have you lost that sort of uh, sense of time, Kath? If I didn't have this job, I would have long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it is, it's kind of like, you know, the day of the week is imprinted on my brain when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> of course it is, yeah. But yeah. something that was imprinted on your brain for as long as I've known you. I mean, you just told me this before we went to air. I'm What's so that? shocked. I'm having a hard time recovering and thinking of what's ahead on the show. Oh. <laughs> You're not drinking Coke? No. Mm-mm. No. Who are you? Yeah, I just, you know, I see myself and I go, come on, Johnny. This is one of the things you can kind of lose. Uh, plus, well, here's a couple of things. I'm not going out. I'm not going to the store. So I've kind of lost my taste for a Coke. Um, I think since we've been in lockdown, I've had two Cokes and they've both been vanilla Cokes. Which, by the way, is a delicious option. It's very delicious. Yeah. And my wife has been making um, no sugar iced tea, which, which is, is also go. good. Tea is better. You know, there's just a lot of wasted calories there, right? right. A lot of sugar yeah. in there. I don't want to drink my calories. Yeah, I think that's a good I idea. I want to eat as many calories as I possibly I can. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to drink them. How's your late night eating? That's my problem. It's always hard for me. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. But this is what I've been doing. I've been I've been utilizing the um, the fasting approach, which oh. is you know I'll go like fourteen hours without eating. Yeah. And then I, so basically when the show's over and I'm done working for the day, I just go down and can kind of, I kind of eat whatever I want Nice it, at night, but I just don't eat during the day. Right. And right. I don't, Jay Richards talked to us about that. He's a guest on our show. We have a, talked to him frequently and he, the way he presented that idea was just so, I don't know. It just, I thought, well, what? I mean, I could try that. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, get, see what it's like. And I don't know. So far, it's been working for me. I kind of like it. It's it's like I don't think about food for the daytime. Yeah. And then at night, because here's the other thing. Let's be honest. I am getting like zero exercise at this point. <laughs> okay. First of all, it's cold outside. Second of all, just the way I'm not doing a good job managing my daily schedule as far as getting the show ready. And so I just don't build exercise into the day. Right. So I can't be eating like a big meal at noon. No, no, no. Right. Because yeah. I'm never going to burn that off. It's just no. going to make me feel lousy. Just kind of sit there, right? Yeah. yeah. What is this like? Uh, nutrition's are us. Nutrition update. Uh, while you're while you're talking here about you know healthy eating, my wife has like this. She got it like you know it's like a family heirloom kind of thing. You know, one of those things. You know, someone dies and they pass it along to you. We have like a cut glass candy dish. You know. Oh yeah. Sure. And then she'll <laughs> she'll put candy in it. Yeah. The, the lid of that cut glass thing comes off like immediately. And I'm like this, <laughs> I put it back and I go, well, that was very deluxe. I mean, just well, really look bad. at it this way. At least you're not drinking soda. 
That's true. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate no, it. Okay. So speaking of um, delights, uh, candy and Coke, what about the delight of taking a vacation somewhere in the, you know, distant, distant future? Is that anywhere, you know, on your menu? I love a vacation. I love summer vacation. Well, I don't know. I don't even, I don't know what to plan. We were supposed to be taking um, our graduating senior on her senior trip this summer mm-hmm. and that vaporized along with everything else. Right. So I don't even know if we can go anywhere. Can we? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at um, uh, a piece in today's USA Today. Experts offer safe summer vacation ideas. And their big uh, idea is to consider taking a road trip or going camping. Oh, gosh. Why? <laughs> Why am I doomed to be surrounded by people who recommend that I camp? Because <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, right? Oh, but my it, gosh. I can't get away from the thing. But if you're taking a road trip, then that means if you're taking a road trip, that means you're going to stay at a hotel. And I'm not going to stay at a hotel right now. Okay. What, so, now, every time we talk like this, are you worried that you have fallen into a hole? Yes. And those people who are like the conspiracy yes. theorists are going, this is a government hoax yes. fueled by the media. And yeah. you're, you're and just that a fool. And that they're all going to start emailing me and telling right. me how I'm a, I'm a science denier or something. Right. Is that a problem? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's hard I, to This is how I'm looking at it. And this could, this is, this has no weight of, any like expertise. This is no, just, just your my, gut feeling. This is just gut feeling. Yeah. I just want to see how things shake out when it gets hot mm-hmm. because we know that the virus can't survive sunlight and it does poorly in humid conditions. Right. So if there's anything about summer in Pittsburgh, I would say it's hot with humid conditions, especially in this house, in your house where there's no air conditioning. Right. So, so I just feel like maybe when it gets hot, our numbers in Allegheny County just plummet and then the whole attitude people have changes. I hope so. Here's the problem. What if it's the exact opposite where, you know, it gets hot, you and I with no air conditioning, we open up our windows because it's so hot and then the virus comes in and we're dead. The virus comes in, what, like a snake? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just thought, you know, it could happen, right? What's the snake movie about mm-hmm. the airplane? Snakes on a plane. Oh, snakes on a plane, right. That's what the it's virus like. comes it's in. snakes in a house. Right. And then that's it. I don't think that's the way it's going to work. All that sheltering in place for nothing. What, are you going to plan a summer vacation? Um, <laughs> well, more than anything, I want to go to the ocean. You know that. So I was thinking maybe I would go camping. I've done this in the past. I'd go camping at the ocean. See, I'm surrounded by these people. I mean, I... How bad can that be, camping at the ocean? Well, it sounds horrible, actually. Oh, it sounds fabulous. Because it's the place that now now you can never, ever get away from your sand. I don't it's care about be the in sand. Every, I'm going to go back in the water. It's going to be in every crevice of your living condition. That's fine by me. I'm no, content with that. Believe me, it beats sitting here in this room looking at, you know, the wrinkled bedspread. <laughs> Just saying. Right? I don't know. Mike, are you going anywhere? Absolutely. I got it. Where are you going? Actually, I have a deposit down on a uh, house in North Carolina at the what? beach, and I'm I didn't still know that. yeah, I'm still like uh, waiting to hear back if uh, if I'm still allowed to go in. Well, go you're in allowed and, to go. Yeah. They're waiting to hear back from you. They think that you're going to cancel, Mike. They're looking for no. I'm going. I'm not refund. canceling. There's no way I'm canceling. I'm if I can go tomorrow, I'd go. Well, John, if Mike's going, then what are, what are the two of us concerned about? Yeah. Well, he's he's young free and, and easy. He's going off. Are you, he, do you have any concerns about that at all, Mike? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What now, if the person who rented the place before you were in there <laughs> is sick, and then you walk in, and then you get sick? That's a good point. Um, 
Oh, now he's worrying. Now See, John is the last is is this the last friend you want to have during a <laughs> pandemic? I'm just trying to save the kid's life. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna have to lice all the place down before I uh, good night. camp out. All right, listen. I'd like to tell you what's on today's program, can I? Mm-hmm. Yep. In the five o'clock hour, Dr. Rick is going to be back with our Allegheny Counter Co- Allegheny County COVID update, and he's done such a terrific job on our show. We've had so many uh, good questions come in from our audience on that, so we look forward to him at five thirty-five this afternoon. Uh, we'll talk about the end of an era. The O closes on Forbes Avenue in mm. Oakland and strikes deep sadness into the heart of every Pitt graduate. And coming up next, where is Jesus exactly? now like this moment Mm -hmm. at this moment we're going to talk about that josh brown coming up next belfield presbyterian church in oakland stay close the wednesday edition of the ride home WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. With all we know about war and all that we understand about it because of our militaristic approach to peace in the world, there's not anything that we can say that would compare to the war that is coming someday. The war that will end all wars. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Handwriting on the Wall, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. we faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but don't stop protecting your family. Keep the protection rolling with a million-dollar life insurance shield. Even if you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, a million dollars of life insurance can be yours. Call Big Lou at 800-504-3466 or BigLou.com. We've faced tough times before, and we're going to pull through this because, well, that's what we do in America. At Term Provider, Big Lou has a message for you. There is light at the end of the tunnel, but don't stop protecting your family. Keep the protection rolling with a million-dollar life insurance shield. Even if you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or if you're taking prescription medications, a million dollars of life insurance can be yours. Call Big Lou at 800-504-3466 or BigLou.com. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. 
Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. With devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more, Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. When we pray to Jesus, we often say, Jesus, be with us. But where exactly is Jesus? I mean, we know that Jesus ascended into heaven, but what does that mean as we want Jesus in our life? Josh Brown is with us. Josh is the senior pastor of Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Josh is here to uh, to talk to us about that exact question. Josh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys today? Good. Good. It's an interesting question, Josh, because when people say, you know, Jesus will be with you, or, you know, I pray that Jesus is with you, or, you know, we kind of talk about Jesus in like a spiritual sense, but he had a body when he was here. So where is he now? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. Um, It's one that I, you know, I admit, um, to give you kind of a little background on some of my own thinking on this, I, I grew up in the church. I was a, that was a blessing and a privilege. I'm thankful for that. So I grew up hearing that Jesus was raised from the dead on, on Easter Sunday, that he ascended into heaven, that he was coming again at some point. I had I kind of those sort of like location points on the map, if you will. But I admit I never gave a whole lot of thought to well, what does that mean for now? I mean, where where is he? What's he doing now? If you really pressed me on it, I probably would have said something like you did, Kathy, a very, very kind of spiritualized, well, my Sunday school teacher told me that he lives in my heart, so that must be, uh, you know, that must be where he is, but is there anything more we can say to that? And um, it's a, I find it's a really interesting thing to think about if we say, well, not we say, but if Scripture says, yes, he has uh, ascended bodily, physically, to the right hand of the Father, and he's coming again bodily and physically, so there's a point of tension then for what that means now. And it's something that the, the church has wrestled with. Um, maybe not, it's maybe not one of the things that uh, comes up quite as often, but it was the early church father Irenaeus who uh, used to talk about what he called the, the real presence and the real absence of Jesus. Okay. So the real presence of Jesus, is that something that was only reserved for when he lived on earth? No, so that's that's some of the tension there is, uh, you know, we believe that Jesus, what Jesus himself said, he said, when I when I ascend, he said, and in fact, he said, until I ascend, I'll, you know, you won't have the Spirit with you. And when I ascend, I, I, my Holy Spirit, my Spirit, the Holy Spirit, comes and is with you. And so uh, that's not a that's not a consolation prize or anything like that. I mean, the, the Holy Spirit unites us to Jesus. So there is a way in which He is really and truly present with us. Even even more intimately than if you were physically standing by us, um, because of how closely the Spirit unites us to Him. So there's a way that He is He is really and truly spiritually present. That's why He said, I, "I'm going to be with you always to the very end of the age." He is He is with us, and yet at the same time, uh, as He is the one who has ascended to the right hand of the Father, there's a there's a way in which He's not with us right now. 
that he is representing us before the Father in his mm-hmm. glorified resurrected body and interceding for us. So in that sense, we can't reach out and, and touch his wounds or kneel at his feet the same way that Thomas did. So there is a way that he's not here right now. And it's both of those things. And that, that creates a, a, an odd kind of attention to try to live in. Right. So, Josh, let me go back then. Are, are you saying that essentially that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's what Scripture says, and that's the way that Scripture talks about it. Uh, I mean, when, when we speak of the Trinity, first of all, uh, it, it's always, you can't, <laughs> I had a professor in seminary who said, anytime you talk about the Trinity for more than 30 seconds, you're probably going to say something wrong, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because we're getting into a mystery here. But, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Romans 8, for example, in Romans 8, 11, it talks, about, uh, it talks about the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit, and it's all, you see it, and it's all very, very interchangeable, it seems. And that's intentional, because when we speak of the Holy Spirit, we can say that it is God's Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, as Roman, Paul says there in Romans 8. So that, in Romans 8, 11, actually, is a great passage where it says that it, the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you then that same Spirit's going to give life to your mortal body. So, yeah, yes, there is a way that we can say that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, and yet I'm not, we're not collapsing the two and saying that, you know, that the Holy Spirit all, like, doesn't exist. You know, it's only mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, but it is, the Holy Spirit is Christ's Spirit, is the Spirit of God. Uh, and so that is how Christ is really and truly present with us. And yet, because He has ascended and He's not yet returned, there is a way in which we say, well, He's not here right now. Hmm. Josh Brown with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Oakland. So I guess the question is, Josh, why does it matter? I mean, we, we celebrate people believe in Jesus. People are Christians all over the world. They say, okay, yeah, we believe in Jesus because he uh, was raised on Easter. Why get yeah. into the question? Here's why I think it matters. Um, and we tend to, I think it's sort of to kind of you know swing back and forth between emphasizing one of those things over the other one of those things, um, partly just because it's hard to get our mind around those things. But here's why here's why I think holding that tension, holding the real presence and the real absence of Jesus, is important. Uh, first, if if all you ever talk about is the fact that Jesus is he's ascended into heaven, he's at the right hand of the Father, he's there bodily, physically, he's not he's not right in front of me right now, like I can reach out and touch him. If that's the only, if that's the only thing you emphasize, then you miss the fact that he is really and truly intimately with us, that by his spirit he is present, um, that he hears us when we call upon him, that he responds, that he knows our fears, he sees through all of our facades, he is near to us right now. You, you, you can miss that. And that's a dear and precious truth that we can never lose sight of, uh, that Christ is with us at all times in all things, uh, everywhere we are. On the other hand, if we just kind of overly spiritualize it and just say, well, Jesus is only this kind of conceptual, spiritual sort of thing that's with me right now, and we, and we forget or we lose sight of the fact that the risen and glorified Lord Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us right now, representing us before the throne, then, then we lose that precious truth that um, we have someone who lives forevermore to intercede and bear, uh, bear our names into the holy of holy places, all the imagery that you see in, in Hebrews, for example. Um, so both of those things are true at the same time, that he is there and he is here. <laughs> right. So then, 
because as you said, 30 seconds into the, the conversation right. about the Holy Spirit. Right, right. Yeah. So does it matter then, uh, does it matter then if we're praying to the Father, mm-hmm. the Son, or the Holy Spirit? And am, and am I supposed to categorize my prayers? Would it be cleaner right. somehow if I prayed to the Father or, you know, does the separateness even exist or matter? Yeah, that's a really interesting question, John. And different traditions will answer that uh, in different ways. Um, so I, I'm not going to—I can't, you know, speak for kind of all of Christianity on this point. Um, the model that you, you see, the, what, what I'll suggest is that the model you'll see, especially in the New Testament, and I mean, of course, Jesus lifts up his prayers to the Father, so that's a, that's always that's never a bad model to follow after. Um, but the model you see most often in, in Paul's letters and the other ones is him directing his, ter- directing his prayers to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ or according to the name of Jesus Christ and, and then by or through the power of the Spirit. So there's a way in which there's a very Trinitarian element to even what you're doing there. Um, but I don't want to say, I'm not trying to suggest that that's like a hard and fast, it can only be that way, so you can't ever direct a prayer to Jesus, right. because right. The, book of, the book of Revelation ends with, amen, come Lord Jesus. I mean, that's a prayer right there. So I'm saying, suggesting that that's the model you see most often, um, but that that's not a hard and fast uh, kind of thing. So praying and the idea of prayer when you're thinking about the Trinity is, is a wonderfully profound kind of thing. Um, the idea of Christ and, and kind of his presence and his absence, this tension that the church has noticed, is something I think in this Easter season is an interesting thing to just think through. Mm-hmm. Josh Brown's with us, Evangelical, Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Oakland. We only have a couple minutes left, Josh. I have two questions for you. Sure. First, tell us about Belfield. Yeah, we are, uh, lo- well, we're physically located in Oakland, but uh, like everybody else. But right nobody now, goes there anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> But you're with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That's right, yeah. So you can find it. We are in Oakland um, because we do so much with the different universities that are all in that area. It's been an interesting season to just try to continue to connect with students. But we've got families that come from all over the place. And also, like most churches right now, it's been great to connect with people that are scattered all over the place. So uh, bellfield.org is our website. Uh, We've got all kinds of social feeds and resources that people can find there. Um, but finding ways to care for the Oakland community, even in this season, is a big part of what we try to do. Yeah. Uh, Josh, last question. Uh, we need to hear about your right. rabbit. We understand there oh. was a little miscommunication <laughs> uh, between you and the station because of an animal intervening. Right. This is a high-tech world. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got, uh, we've never had a pet rabbit before. We got a rabbit right before this whole quarantine started. And he, he's mm-hmm. been great. He's been kind of fun. Also, um, probably like some people, we have one landline at our house, which we don't really use for much of anything. Sure. Uh, and I know that, I know that you guys prefer to have landline calls just for better signal and reception. So right. I went over to it. I went over to it a moment ago. Um, in fact, it probably hasn't been used since the last time I called in with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, and picked it up and the cord was just dangling there. And the, I guess the bunny had, bit straight through the cord. So um, I had to go to the backup plan and had yeah, to call yeah. myself. Sure. And, and what, please tell us the rabbit's name. His name, we call him Archie. Uh, the boys came up with a much uh, longer name for him. Uh, he's Archibald Honkers. Um, Archibald Honkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We call him Archie. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's good. Well, our best wishes to him. Very good, Josh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Josh, yeah, always I'll a pleasure. I mean, in these really weird <laughs> yeah. times, um, I know you're still a pastor and still ministering to people yeah. who uh, need to hear the Word of God. So we uh, we greatly appreciate your presence uh, here in the Western Pennsylvania area. Thanks so much. 
Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for everything that you were doing. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Pastor there Josh Brown, goes. Belfield Presbyterian Evangelical Church in the Oakland neighborhood with its um, newest mascot, Archie. Archibald Honker. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, periods of rain throughout the night, along with a thunderstorm possibility, low tonight, 52. Tomorrow and tomorrow night, turning out mostly cloudy with a couple of showers. High tomorrow, 62. Low tomorrow night, 45. Cloudy to partly sunny skies on Friday. A brief shower or two. High Friday, 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
sports used to be just three channels, ABC, CBS, NBC. Uh, a lot of generational kids looked forward to Saturday afternoon when you were invited to the thrill of victory mm-hmm. and the agony of defeat. Mm-hmm. Was that you, the, Kath? The wide world of sports mm-hmm. dominated every Saturday of my childhood. Yeah, every Saturday and, afternoon. And my growing right? up years, not just my childhood, John, because once I got to pick what I was watching, I was still choosing to watch it. Of course you were, right? Mm-hmm. Because it encapsulated all the best of sports, right? Yes. Um, yes. And of course, the opening is iconic with uh, the skier going down the hill and flying you off the lift. Slovenia and- ski jumper, Vingo Bogacaj. Oh, really? The agony I don't really of defeat. Pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Was he okay? That was. Uh, he was, I mean, he lived, but he was he certainly not okay. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the agony severity of the, of the fall. Mm-hmm. What year did uh, Wide World of Sports premiere? Do you know? On this date in 1961, John. 61. Yes. Host Jim McKay broadcasted track and field mm. from Philadelphia on that day. And it was on for 37 years, every wow. single Saturday. Yeah. It went off the air in 1998. And I just, you know, this is what I loved about it. It's an example of when you get too much of what you think you want, you don't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. Now that we have ESPN, the NFL network, the tennis network, the hockey network, the MLB, everything, it's too much to take in. What was so great about the wide world of sports is every Saturday, it was something different. So you would tune it, you would turn it on and it would be professional bowling, right? Or the next week it would be cliff diving mm-hmm. or it would yeah. be, it would be F1 racing yeah. or, you know, things or ski jumping, or it would be the biathlon or something. Yeah. And it was, there were things that you were not familiar with, but you sat down and watched it because it was the only thing that was on and it was good. That's cool. That is so cool. Good. Yeah. But now because of cable, and I'm sure, you know, the Wild World of Sports went away because ABC, which uh, broadcast Wild World of Sports, then later they became ESPN and sports, you know, is ubiquitous. Now, now with no sports, you kind of go, why don't they re-air some Wide World of Sports? I'd love to watch some Jimmy K. Oh, my gosh. I would, too. And, you know, my kids don't know anything about fringe sports. Really? Except Olympic sports. Like, they don't know anything about F1 racing. They didn't even know cliff diving was a thing. Yeah, They've yeah. certainly never seen professional bowling, if it still even exists. Oh, yeah, sure. That's big. That's still big. Well, but here's – because they're never exposed to it. Right. Right? But I was exposed to that every single Saturday. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I auto racing is not my thing, but I would sit there and I would watch it for three hours on a Jackie Saturday. Jackie Stewart, right? Yes. That's how I you learned about Jackie Stewart. Now, you know what? We do get professional bowling. I mean, you know, if you go AJ from Pittsburgh Foyt. – I was trying to think of any other ones. But, you know, as professional bowling aficionados, we had Nick Perry every evening. Well, yeah, Yeah, until he went to prison. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a a dark side to that story as well. But, you know, yeah. Anyway, okay, so that's this day in history. I absolutely loved Jim McKay. What a talent. Mm-hmm. He Big was. What an, yeah. what an absolute talent. And it seems like a terrific guy. Okay. Also in the sports world, John, it looks like uh, Major League Baseball discussing a plan that would allow the regular season to start in late June, no later than July 2nd. Really? Are you believing? Yes, I am believing it. Okay. okay. So that's really weird. So say, so a July, August, September season, three months, a 90 day season. Okay, so this is what it would it would they want to allow for at least a hundred regular games. I'm reading from uh, the article by Chris Haliki, hmm. and 
they want to do a hundred games, which is still a heck of a lot of games, games. right? An expanded playoff format, and they want to include a realignment from the traditional American and National Leagues. So here's what would occur. To cut down on travel. There would be an Eastern Division, a Western Division, and a Central Division, and that's it. And they would not have an American League and National League. Whoa. So guess who has to move? Us. The Pirates. So, so what, the, we're playing the, the Yankees for so like 40 the, well, games. So the Pirates are going to be in the Eastern Division, if this would go through, along with the, oh. uh, you ready for who's going to be in our division? The Yankees, the Red Sox. The Orioles, well, which is not a threat to anybody, but no. the Red Sox, the Marlins, the Mets, the Yankees, mm. the Phillies, the Rays, the Jays, and the Washington Nats. Oh, cool. I'll be excited by that. Would, I, wouldn't I you love to go to PNC Park and watch the Yankees play? Okay but, okay, but no Milwaukee Brewers, no um, Cincinnati. Good. Okay, you fine. don't care about any of those. No, and no St. Louis. That. Which is kind of odd. Yeah. And no, who's the other one? I don't know. But the Yankees and the Red Sox coming to PNC Park? Yeah. I'd love to see that. Anyway, so that's what they're talking right, about. Um, so it looks like clubs would only play opponents inside their division, and the games would be played in the home ballpark. No fans. No fans? That's what they say. They say right now, no fans. Now, the reason this is picking up steam is because the availability of testing is becoming, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's ubiquitous, but it's it's coming into a lot of different areas. And so they're feeling like they're going to have enough tests to keep this going on a regular basis. But they're saying at this point, still no fans. I wonder if, okay, so could we wrangle ourselves a couple of press passes? Could we? Yes, of course. And then we would sit at PNC Park somehow, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't that be cool? Yes, just the two of us. That'd be fine. Yeah, you'll be you'll be in like three hundred one, and okay. I'll be in one hundred one. I'd love to see that. Wouldn't that be? Oh, okay. And we'll well, wait. That's good news. That's the best news I've heard in a while. That baseball could come back again, even uh, late June or early July. That's fabulous. Okay, but let me ask you about the weird news because I heard that there's this. <laughs> this doesn't sound fun to me. A virtual <laughs> Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. This Saturday, because that's traditionally when the Kentucky Derby ran the first Saturday of May. What they've done is they've. Um, They've somehow put together virtual clips of all the Triple Crown winners from the past. And it goes back to the first Triple Crown winner was in 1919. And they're going to run. They've already done this, apparently, and it's under wraps, the the winner. And they're going to run against each other. Affirmed from 1978, Assault from 1946, Sir Barton from 1919. All these, all these great, great horses. And I don't know how, you know, the technology behind it or whatnot, but on NBC this Saturday at 545, it will be the virtual Kentucky Derby field. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll be fine. That, seem, that seems weird. I Let like me just to- interrupt and say, if you're watching us on Facebook, the fee and you're frustrated because the feed has ended. I'm just, we're, we're trying to figure that out. We're going to get that back up again for That's you. Good. We're up on radio. If you're this listening on radio, you're, we're a radio you're, show. you're just fine. Okay. So John, here's the thing about the horse racing. Secretariat is, was not alive to be racing <clears> against these other things. <laughs> Conditions no, no. are different. The track's different. The, the everything, right. the weather's different. different. The world's different. I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, you'd go to, Kennywood and put some money in a little old machine and the horses would go that's kind of what it's going to look like right. I have no idea okay but, but I'll tune in look if I'm watching the uh the the, the um the draft right the, the football draft yeah, I'm going to tune in right. to watch this you're right the why hell? the heck why wouldn't I watch a fake horse race exactly okay. take a break come back three ways to be happy in your marriage you don't want to miss this really weird story that started out in Twitter 
Uh, Ann Kennedy is going to join us in a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. This week on Through the Bible, we begin an exciting study of the New Testament book of 2 Peter. Dr. J. Vernon McGee helps us process some amazing truth, including how to have peace with God, how to know God, and then how to have everything that we need for life and godliness. I'm Steve Schwetz, as always, inviting you to join us for this terrific study that emphasizes the value of studying God's Word and knowing it intimately. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130 cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm-fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers, we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies. We really want to thank my wife's cousin Marie, who works so hard as a nurse saving others. To those who leave their homes to keep us safe in ours, thank you. And yeah, you guys are awesome. We're sending all our love, gratitude, and hope your way. Thank you. If you'd like to thank America's frontline and essential workers, visit everyoneknowsahero.com. Quicken Loans, LLC, NMLS number 3030, licensed in 50 states. Each legal entity that identifies themselves as part of the Rock family of companies are separate legal entities with their own governance and management structures. Kennedy back with us this week. We love Anne. We love her writing and we love her as a person. And we're going to talk about marriage this week with her. She should know something about it. She's a wife and a mom of six kids. She's also the author of Nailed It, 365 sarcastic devotionals for angry and worn out people. And she blogs every day at preventinggrace.com. Anne, hello. Hi, great to be with you. Yeah, Always good, good to, to have you, well. man. Yeah. Uh, and in your piece that you wrote uh, for today, Three Ways to Be Happy in Your Marriage, this is a really uh, odd, interesting story. And, and as you did so well, uh, so beautifully, 
to capsulize what happened on Twitter. Let me just invite our readers into this, and I'll just read your encapsulation of what we're going to talk about. You write this. Okay. Um, Young college son is going away to college. Should he break up with his high school girlfriend, or should he try to make it work long distance? Will he be missing out? Mother answers son's question by saying, look at me and your father. We did just that, and we've been happy all these years. Father, privately to son, says, actually, I've always regretted this. Please don't tell your mother. Unfortunately, daughter overhears father and son and tells mother anyway. Mother deeply hurt. Father goes on Twitter for affirmation, or maybe it's Reddit. Either way, long comments ensue, people either castigating him for being awful or congratulating for finally speaking the truth that he should have gone out long ago, not fair to live a lie, etc., etc. Now, that Twitter thread is still up right now, which you, thankfully, have included a link to, Anne. Is it still going? <laughs> it is still going, sadly, I for the entire family. After this. Oh, wow. Uh, that's horrifying. That's Isn't so heartbreaking. It? Yes. I guess I have something to do tonight now. When I <laughs> Oh, yeah. That'll be an edifying evening with your husband and the family. Right. Yes. All right, Anne. So, so talk about this. First of all, the fact that we know about this personal story with this family just shows you how you know upside down our society is, and the fact that any of this would be happening on Twitter or any other social platform is appalling. But let's try to take ourselves out of that and just talk about the issue in general. So, you've got a mom and a dad who've been married for multiple decades, and one of them has a different view of how successful and happy their marriage has been than the other. How do you read that? Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, I think it happens a lot to people. Uh, and it's interesting that now we can uh, comment on it from the outside. We can, you know, people post and get, um, you know, get their feelings soothed through the media and various kinds of platforms like that. Um, but it, it is, I think it's a lot more common than any of us would hope or imagine and the kind of thing that should happen to other people, but not to me because, you know, you're supposed to fall in love with your soulmate and get married and not have any problems after the wedding. And that's not really how it works. (laughs) So it's tragic. It can be really tragic if you're not willing to work on, you know, the marriage that you enter into. So, Anne, you you offer these three things, how to be happy in your marriage. And the first thing is really interesting to me because I've not read this. You say the first thing that you should do is go read a book called Green Dolphin Street. Tell us about that. Yes. So this is not part of our official marriage counseling that we do in our church, although I try. I try to strong arm people into reading this book. It's kind of old. And it's not by an author that very many people have heard of. It's by Elizabeth Googe. She's a Christian, uh, and her novels are Christian in perspective. Um, a lot, most of them are set in England and different points in history. Um, she's a great, great, beautiful writer. Um, probably a little bit out of fashion now. But Green Dolphin Street is a book about two sisters who both fall in love with the same young man 
and they both fall in love with him when they're quite young. And he goes away to New Zealand uh, to seek his fortune. And, of course, um, Elizabeth Gooch never went to New Zealand, and so you can tell from some of her descriptions of the scenery that she never was there. But uh, he, this young man makes it big, and so he writes home to the girl to get, have the girl that he's in love with join him in New Zealand. And you can, you can guess what happens. He's forgetful, and he writes, he forgets the right name. And so the person that he's in love with and who's in love with him, her hopes are dashed. And the person who, the harder of the two sisters, who's difficult to get along with, packs up and goes. And he, she gets off, you know, he comes to the boat to get her. And as he sees her coming down the gangplank, you can, you can feel in your heart the devastation of what's about to happen. Now, if this was a modern novel, he would need to tell her to get back on the boat and go home because they are not made to be together. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happens. This is a Christian book. And the theme that she works through uh, is, um, I think, from Ruth, of uh, people sort of plighting their way together, even if they can't see how it's going to work out in the end. And um, so she, it's, the book is the course of these three lives because the, the, the sister that's left behind is, is worked through. And she follows their sanctification, but really their salvation, how God saves these three people when they didn't get what they wanted, mm-hmm. uh, but how mm-hmm. they each chose um, Jesus rather than themselves. And it's not soupy. It's not horrible. You know, it's not a Janet Oki kind of, um, you know, people dancing across the meadow. It's actually quite a painful book to read, um, but it is the best picture of Christian marriage that I have ever come across. That's not that that shows you in your soul what it should look like and how painful it would be, rather than just telling you um, in a way that you probably can't hear, especially if you are in love with somebody. And you think that the the only thing you can do is get married. And Kennedy's with us. She blogs every day at preventinggrace.com. We're talking about three ways to be happy in your marriage. So, Anne, what, what are you saying? Are you saying that marriage is just set up to be hard and arduous and you shouldn't marry a person you love? You should just marry the person that you're duty-bound to stay with. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't be in love. No, I mean, you should try to be in love. Um, but, you know, so here's a key about marriage is that you can't know the person fully mm-hmm. ever in life, but right. certainly you probably shouldn't know them fully before you marry them. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. So you're going to discover things about the other person that are, are really um, you don't know how to deal with. And you can choose what happens at that point. You can decide that, you know, you made a mistake or they're not your soulmate or you're not happy. Or you can do what the Bible commands you to do, which is to count the other person as more significant than yourself. And that means that you you dis- you make a decision to get to know them as fully and completely as you can and to serve them. And so, of course, if two people do that, 
because they love each other and they can do it quite naturally without worrying about it too much, then that is one of those marriages that you see. My grandparents are going to be married 76 years in May and they are, um, and they haven't had this sort of deep, terrible struggle. I think that some people do, they they just love each other and you think, Oh, that's what I want. Um, but you know, you can also be married for 76 years to somebody that you never really, that's not the life you would have picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, setting aside, you know, abuse and things like that. You can, you can make the decision to be married to somebody who's never going to fulfill you, never going to, you know, make your heart go pitter patter. Um, you can do that by choosing to put their good above your own. And choosing to know, seek to know them as deeply as you can and to serve them. And if you do that, you will discover that God has the power to save you mm-hmm. and to give you true happiness and true joy. Um, so you're, you're making a difficult choice. Um, and you're making a choice that's completely against everything that the world would tell you you have a right to. And Kennedy's with us. She blogs every day at PreventingGrace.com. And our time is up. I wish I could hear more, and so does John, about the other things we should learn about marriage. But next time, maybe we do Part B. That would be great. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So the book right. is called Green Dolphin Street. I looked online. It's at, it's at Amazon, still in print. And um, a great I, song. I know the I song. I would highly recommend this, that you check out Anne. As Kath said, she does blog daily at Preventing Grace. Uh, at the uh, Pathios website, Ann Kennedy. She's uh, the author of uh, Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. Take a break, come back. Um, May the 4th is coming up, and apparently Disney wants to own the hashtag, May the 4th be with you. Me. How's that working? Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. You work hard to teach your children biblical values that will set them up for a great life, serving God and honoring Him in all that they do. But what happens when you drop them off at college and progressive professors seek to undo in one semester all of the Christian values you spent 18 years teaching them? What can you do to make sure your children don't become casualties of a culture gone crazy and make sure that they hold the values you taught them? For a limited time, you can watch No Safe Spaces, a film that raises awareness of how the many things we cherish today are at risk and what you can do to fight back. Go to nosafespaces.com and use the code SAVE25 to save 25%. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code SAVE25. Don't let the culture steal your children from you. Watch No Safe Spaces and learn how to fight back to protect your family. Here at Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies, every one of our team members knows a hero. My Uncle Paul, who works long hours at the grocery store to make sure that people can put food on the table. We really want to thank my wife's cousin, Marie, who works so hard as a nurse saving others. Thank you for being a hero in our community, Des Marie. To those who leave their homes to keep us safe in ours, we thank you. From the front lines to behind the scenes, we see you. 
You're essential every day, and today, you're heroes. We're giving families everywhere a little more hope for a healthier tomorrow. We're sending all our love, gratitude, and hope your way. Here's to all of you. We couldn't be more grateful. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Say, we miss you, Mama. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to thank America's frontline and essential workers with us, visit everyoneknowsahero.com. Quicken Loans, LLC, NMLS number 3030, licensed in 50 states. Each legal entity that identifies themselves as part of the Rock family of companies are separate legal entities with their own governance and management structures. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. We live in a Star Wars world, do we not? And, of course, those many catchphrases from the Star Wars franchise, chief among them is, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Now, on the flip side of this, I am so fortunate because I was born on May 4th. Oh, my gosh. And it has become May the 4th be with you Mm -hmm. if you're a Star Wars fan. Now, here's the deal. Disney, which owns the Star Wars franchise, has attempted to rouse their fans on social media by encouraging, encouraging them to share their favorite Star Wars meme or memory of the franchise. They say this, quote, celebrate the saga. Reply with your favorite Star Wars memory. You may see it somewhere special on hashtag May the 4th, the account for Disney's streaming service. Then Disney added, by sharing your message with us by using hashtag May the 4th, you agree to our use of the message and your account name in all media and our terms of use. Why? Do people have to ruin everything? So if you're having a fun time and you want to hashtag may the fourth be with you, all of a sudden Disney, the corporation owns you. Right. So you want to send out something snappy and all of a sudden you're in a contractual agreement (laughs) with a major international corporation. So as you might expect, there was a large backlash and then Disney wiggled and apparently uh, they've acquiesced and it's not going to happen. Maybe. Maybe. People are not going to hashtag now. My birthday. No, my birthday. because you know why? Because someone had to go and ruin it. Right. Uh, a gigantic May the 4th. It's like the misbehaving kerfuffle. kid in fourth grade. You think, really, Harry, you right. had to wreck it for the rest of us? Now we're all staying. We all have the tension, and we're all staying after school. Gosh, mm-hmm. it can be a dull life. Yep. Are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd think I would be with how much I love fantasy stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm a big J.R. Tolkien fan. Yeah. Um, I love Narnia. I love fantastical worlds and I love science fiction, you know, shows like Fringe and sure. uh, Fringe is my favorite one. But you're not buying Star Wars. 
I never loved it. Did you ever watch it? Yeah. I saw the first three. Okay. Yeah, After that? Fine. I just yeah. don't care. I mean, you did fine. Once you do the first three, I think you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> Thank After you, that, John. Mm, Thank you. you. Know, okay. Mike John says I've done fine. You have done. Yeah. You've committed to the first three. No, I saw the first Star Wars. I mean, Wars I was like the- eight. What when you were eight? okay? When I saw it, I don't think it. I don't think I really put anything into it. Well, you have daughters. If if you had sons, believe me, you'd go back and revisit yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably right. Say. That's all. Yeah, you're probably right. Hey, five o'clock hour. We're going to talk about beauty will save the world with psychiatrist Dr. Kurt Thompson. That's ahead on the ride home. Anything else? Well, we're going to talk to Dr. Rick in the five o'clock hour with the COVID update. All right. Miss that COVID update? Always fun. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. U.S. government officials say an experimental drug has proved effective against the coronavirus in a major study. Gilead Sciences Remdesivir is the first treatment to pass such a strict test against the virus. Results released today show the drug reduced the time to recovery by 31%, or four days on average, compared to usual care. President Trump says the federal government will not be extending its social distancing guidelines when they expire Thursday at the end of the month. The Federal Reserve says it will keep its key short-term interest rate near zero for the foreseeable future as part of its effort to bolster an economy that is sinking into its worst crisis since the 1930s. Stocks finishing higher on Wall Street. The Dow gained 532 points today. The Nasdaq was up 306, and the S&P 500 ahead 76. This is SR. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Hey folks, this is Kathy Emmons. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we're enjoying right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus as written in the Bible really happen? The results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's Patterns of 
www.lifeofevidence.com. Immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Lotz will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in this series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Tonight, periods of rain throughout the night, along with a thunderstorm possibility, low tonight, 52. Tomorrow and tomorrow night, turning out mostly cloudy with a couple of showers, high tomorrow, 62, low tomorrow night, 45. Cloudy to partly sunny skies on Friday, a brief shower or two, high Friday, 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. I want to thank everybody who was with us yesterday for our Save the Children fundraiser. God bless you all. Uh, we are close to the goal, uh, just a couple thousand dollars away. A smidge. And, uh, it's really a, a worthy organization and a wonderful thing to do to feed children who are out of school. And uh, that breakfast and lunch was their only meal of the day. So you're so inclined. Check us out online at wordfm.com. It was the end of an era, John. The end of an era? What's this has been called? a hard. This has been a hard thing for me to deal with. You know, there are things from your childhood or things from your teenagehood or your college career that you feel like should always be in place, right? <laughs> yeah. And so when you go back and find that they're not there, it's like a shock to the system. Yeah. Well, listen, the closing of the O on Forbes Avenue in Oakland. That is a shock to about a million systems. It surely is. Yeah. I mean, um, and it was sort of like, you know, they didn't make any announcement or anything. Mm-mm. One day people just showed up and the doors were closed yep. and um, the potatoes were gone and the dogs weren't on the, uh, the fryer. They were just, they were just shut down. Now um, we know the people who uh, have owned the O for generations since 1960. We love you, Bruce. We love yeah. all the Simons, all the Simon family. Uh, it just, I mean, certainly the coronavirus uh, sped things up a little bit, but when you run a business, a, a restaurant for 60 plus that years, long, I know that's got to wear you down I know. and that's a lot of work, Kath, right? I know. And you think of how many like crazy hours people have worked there. Oh my I gosh. mean, I was, I spent 
like multiple hours in the O between like two and five in the morning when I was an undergrad. I mean, that <laughs> me was a, that was a semi-regular occurrence yeah, in my me life. Me too. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. eating. Yep. Yeah. And drinking. I was right. uh, drinking was, as well. I wasn't yeah. drinking, but I was certainly eating and yeah. there was a lot of unhealth going on and I loved everything about it. Every minute of it. I So uh, the, the original hot dog shop known as the O, other people call it some derogatory term, which I'm not even going to go no, into. Of course not. The corner of Forbes Avenue and South Bouquet. Now, when I graduated from college, I spent a lot of time in Oakland, of course. So I spent a lot of time at the O. And then I got a job at City Theater, which was on South Bouquet Street. So I could literally throw a baseball if I wanted to from the theater and hit the O. It was that close. Oh, my gosh. It is amazing that you're still alive. You know what? During breaks in rehearsal, yeah. a friend of mine who was an actor at the, in the company, we would go to the O and stand around and play video games. We <laughs> Just wouldn't to even kind eat. of, right. Yeah. One Take Christmas, a- I gave away O dogs in the little containers. People were oh, like, really? Nice. I've only eaten about 50,000 of these throughout the year. You're giving right. these for, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, y- it's just, to me, it, it symbolizes everything that college is. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I don't mean to be, you know, super narcissistic about it, but I guess I'm going to be because I look back at college and I think, wow, it was really awesome to not have to worry about going grocery shopping. Yeah. And it was really awesome to just be living right down there. And at two in the morning, you're, you're, you know, studying for a test. You got a paper due in the morning and you think, you know what? What the heck? I'm going to walk a couple blocks and I'm going to go to the O. I mean, there yeah. was just, there was such a cess, not a cessation. I just hadn't been acquainted with the realities and the responsibilities of life. And I really liked it. Sure did. Okay. How about the art of ordering at the O? Okay. Yeah. Cause here's, here's what I would do. I'd walk into the O and I'd go straight in the back and I'd order my fries. Okay. And then you'd go up and order your dog because, you know, the fries took a lot longer because they were fresh Mm -hmm. and they were fabulous. So somewhere around the time, especially if it was busy, you got your dog, then your name was called out and you got your fries and everything collided in this beautiful No, that's wonderful. That's a really good strategy. How about when you would see people coming in from out of town? Like say, say parents were bringing their kid into pit for the first time. Oh my gosh. And they'd order a large? Yes. Mm-hmm. What kind of what size would you like of a fry? And then, the, oh my gosh, I mean the fry, a small fry was enough for four people. Yes, it a really medium was. fry, a large fry would feed Guatemala. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Right. And let me also say, John, and I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I, you know, I am who I am. I never had one food item at the O other than fries. You never had a dog? I never had a dog. I oh. never had pizza. I never had a burger. I never had a really? sandwich. I literally never had one thing. Why didn't you want a dog? I don't know. Because the fries are so good. Why do I need mm, a dog? Yeah. I'm no, a small person. No. I do a chili dog with mustard and pickles. That was my standard. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Anyway, well, we love all of you, Simons, and we just can't uh, we can't tell you how much we're going to miss your shop. Yeah, it's the end of an era. And But the good news is even as they closed, they were blessing others because they gave away tons of potatoes to the blessing board, and all those potatoes made their way uh, with different nonprofits and churches yeah. across Western PA. So uh, the Simon family, God bless you again. Yeah. Miss the O. All right, we need to take a break. Coming up next, we'll talk to Kurt Thompson. He's a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia, a monthly guest on our show. He says that beauty will save the world. We'll find out. That's next, the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. 
101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The result of too much movement, too many RPMs, is the wearing down of the body of the soul. Their exhaustion is so common. It's one of the most common things I hear from people today. I'm just so tired. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing from multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back, and of course we went to different cities. One day he called me out of the blue, and it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. We hadn't talked for a while, and then she texted me, and we went for a walk. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. I was away from my family during the holidays, and a friend invited me to their house for dinner. Really meant a lot. He knew I was having a rough week. So he asked me to go fishing with him. My friend knew that I didn't want to go out, so she brought me dinner instead. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. 
at times of great challenge, at times of uh, difficulty, whether it's war or sickness or economic imbalance, oftentimes the first thing to go is beauty, right? Because we feel like, okay, we have to get down to brass tacks. We have to, you know, save the carrot nub and we have to put our cash in the uh, mattress and we can't make nice new curtains or we can't hang a nice piece of art on the wall because, you know, we just have to survive. Right. Yeah. Well, we were watching um, we were watching something on YouTube the other night. My wife and I, like, uh, I think it was like a countdown of twenty five uh, top cities in Europe. Yes, and it was cool because at one point the narrator said something about despite the devastation and bombings of World War II, these places of beauty still exist. Mm-hmm. And I thought, thank goodness, I know. because even in the midst of that. I mean, there had to be some sort of agreement between the Germans and the Allies and everybody else that they weren't going to bomb no. some places. Well, the, there were there were very few of those. I mean, one of the sad things about the end of the war when when Germany already knew that they were going to lose is, first of all, they were still mowing people down in concentration camps. It was right. absolutely appalling. It was one of the greatest evils I can imagine. I mean, not that, you know, killing people when they thought they were going to win, win the war was okay, but just knowing that they were going to lose and they were still doing it is so... But other than that is that the allies were, and this is Britain and all of us, they were, they were bombing absolutely beautiful intact medieval cities in Germany, which just were vaporized. And so all those places gone forever, right? All that beauty just washed away. I mean, I I always, whenever we talk about beauty, I always think about the Elvis Costello song uh, and the title is all this useless beauty. Mm. which, you know, you were surrounded by so much. Yep. And of course, if you came out of like, you know, prison, you were spent decades in prison and you went outside and saw the verdant green in your backyard, yep. you would just be overwhelmed by the simple beauty that exists yes. within the, you know, the half of acre of your backyard. Right. And, and I got to tell you that no matter what's happening in my life, and I've gone through a lot of challenges and a lot of difficulties, I do not want to live a life without beauty. I just, yes. I, I, I'm not interested in that. I feel like the gift of beauty is such an, is such an innate part of God's character and this beautiful gift that he's given to us that no matter what we're doing in life, I think we need to seek after it. I agree. And I just, as, just as we're hardwired uh, as believers for creation, I think we're also hardwired to lean in for beauty as well. Yeah. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Kurt's a regular guest on our show. Dr. Thompson is a a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He is the author of The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories We Believe About Ourselves. He is a a regular blogger here to talk to us today about beauty will save the world. Dr. Thompson, welcome back. How are you today? John, Kathy, I'm well. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Yeah, Kurt, so you know what John and I are talking about, this this aching that we have for beauty, uh, not to possess it, but to appreciate it, to see it, to hear it, to acknowledge it in the world. Right. Yeah. I think what, one of the things that we, um, that we kind of walk around with assuming is that beauty is often we just consider it to be a luxury. We consider it to be like mm. an add-on. Right. Um, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't see it as a necessity. And yet when we think about even right now, when we think about all the effort uh, that everybody around the world, not just in the U.S., uh, is putting into doing what we need to do as far as this COVID-19 is concerned, 
you know, we're not doing all this just so that we can get to a place where we can continue to live like this. Right. No, we're, we're doing all this so that we can get to a place where we can regain a life in which we can be in beautiful places of worship, where we can be in our favorite restaurants, where we can embrace each other with delight because we see the light in each other's eyes and we feel it in each other's touches. We quickly see that beauty, though we often don't pay attention to it, is actually a necessary part of life. And part of the difficulty for us is that we get so caught up in the things that make us anxious. This is long before COVID ever joined our party. Mm-hmm. We get so caught up in, not, in, in, in paying attention, being wrapped around those things that make us anxious, that we fail to, with intention, take steps, build time into our life to engage beauty, whether that beauty is that of nature, whether that's as a beautiful artwork, whether that's, you know, visual arts or the auditory arts, symphonies and so forth. And the more we now see what it's like for us to be separate from each other, the more we actually see that beauty steps into this space where we now live as a way to bring comfort and actually healing for us in ways that we wouldn't necessarily predict. And the brain tends to point this out to us. I see. Yeah. I mean, I love this, Kurt, because, I mean, when you think about how hardwired we are to lean into beauty, Kath and I were talking uh, a week or so ago about ancient cave drawings that have been discovered, you know, people thousands and thousands of years ago drawing by some dim light uh, animals that they see. And when they're discovered now, there is great beauty there. Exactly. I mean, you know, this is the thing. I mean, we don't we don't wake up in the morning and say to ourselves, you know, I really hope that today I can live my life kind of in a half-baked way. I really hope that I can do fill-in-the-blank in a way that is only mediocre. Oh, we don't want to do that. When, when a three-year-old comes to us with their drawing, of course they're coming because they want that drawing to be seen by us, and that drawing draws our attention to them and according to like what we learn about attachment processes. This is all part of that dance between children and their parents. But even a three-year-old wants to see the glint in your eye when you look at that drawing. And the three-year-old has this longing that when you look at it, you're going to think it's their version of beautiful. You're going to think that this is a masterpiece, albeit at a three-year-old level. And they sense this in the very center of their soul. This doesn't ever stop. I mean, I think about what the two of you are doing with your radio program, for example. I have sat in that studio, and I've watched you in person apply apply your craft. And just like a, a great chef, just like a great conductor, I watched the two of you, your back and forth, your rhythm and cadence, it, you know, this hand and glove movement, back and forth, not just the words that you say. I mean, my goodness, it's a work of art. I wish that your audience all had an opportunity to watch you do what you do. They're not just listening to things, to watch you do what you do. It is a magnificent work of art, and I'm sure that the two of you feel that as you're doing it. Now, it doesn't mean that every show is a masterpiece, because as we say, the best poets in the world write the most poetry, because so much of what they write isn't necessarily masterful, but they are practicing, 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 because what they want to create is nothing short of beauty. 
And so in this time, when so much of our life is consumed with anxiety that tends to kind of hijack the left brain, right? My left brain is out there analyzing things. It's assessing things and it's seeing that things aren't good. And when I assess that things aren't good, I like God goes out of my building. I stop paying attention to God's presence, to God's delight, to God's activity. But I will tell you, as my friend Andy Crouch has said, every day before he picks up a device, one of the first things that he does is he goes outside to allow himself in the beauty and the overwhelmingness of the world to be reminded of his place in the world, but also to walk to a tree, to walk to a space of creation and take in its beauty and so be reminded that God has made this tree for you because, and and like, because he's made you as well. And this is the thing. I don't just want to see beauty or touch it or experience it or to make it like C.S. Lewis said, like, I want to become beauty. We Mm -hmm. make the things that we want to become. How many of us walk into our kitchen with the understanding that when we are seen by others, what they are seeing is nothing short of beauty, Mm. that our beauty actually illuminates the world around us. This is really important theology, but more important, it's really, more importantly, it's it's important experience, important experientially. So for our listeners, my, my admonition, my hope would be that, you know, one, two, three times a week, if not every day, Allow yourself to put yourself, as we like to say, put yourself in the path of oncoming beauty. If that means going for a walk in nature, if that means getting online and finding some really beautiful artwork to sit with and contemplate, to be in nature, even if it's in your neighborhood, to allow beauty to speak to you, to nurture your right hemisphere, and allow you to pay attention. What do you feel when you're in the presence of those new buds that are blooming? Like, you notice that you feel different because you're paying attention to what's right in front of you and you're not paying attention to the thing that you're worried about that may or may not be coming three, six, nine months from now. Mm-hmm. That's Dr. Kurt Thompson. Kurt is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He's a monthly guest on our show. He's the author of the book, The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories We Believe About Ourselves. Kurt, let me thank you for being with us today, for your kind words about the program, and can we congratulate you on the beautiful pictures we saw at your daughter's wedding on the top of a lovely mountain. Oh, my gracious. Uh, speaking of beauty, thank, thank you very much. Yes. It was uh, her wedding was supposed to have been May 9th. We had to cancel yeah. that, and by God's grace, um, uh, just a lot of joy surrounded our time just off the Blue Ridge Parkway, so we're very, very grateful. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations we hope that, uh, to all of when you. When you join us next month, all this will be uh, in the past, and we'll be able to meet once again and uh, experience God's beauty up close and in person. Always a pleasure. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks so much. Dr. Kurt Thompson, uh, private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. The Soul of Shame is his book. We're going to take a break and come back. Uh, Kath and I have committed ourselves to daily reading of Scripture out loud. We hope that you stay with us and join us uh, uh, as we read from Ephesians in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Ward FM and WPIT Radio. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional Dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. 
We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. If you have a child, no matter what the age, unless you've homeschooled in the past, chances are your child right now is involved in some form of online learning. Well, here's the deal. Successful learning takes more than two computers. Both of Kath and I's kids go to Grove City College, and so we see firsthand the nature of what quality online education is. In these strange times, not the best way to go about learning, but making the best of an odd situation, that's Grove City College. Kath? I think one of the things that I've been so impressed by and thankful for, John, is the fact that the personalized approach and the personal relationships were already in place before all of this hit. So it wasn't like the professors had to you know, figure out who the students were and, boy, I got to make sure that I can come up with some kind of like interpersonal approach to them. No, that was already happening. And so when that's, you know, when they have history in that regard and then something like this emergency hit, and they have to move to a different mode. It's awkward. It's weird. It takes a lot of adjustment, but really the relationship is already present. One day soon, hopefully this will all be over and kids will be back in school. We would encourage you to check out online Grove City College, its beautiful campus, but even more so a Christ-centered education from men and women who love to teach, love to learn. Look online, grovecitycollegegcc.edu. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, periods of rain throughout the night, along with a thunderstorm possibility, low tonight, 52. Tomorrow and tomorrow night, turning out mostly cloudy with a couple of showers, high tomorrow, 62. Low tomorrow night, 45. Cloudy to partly sunny skies on Friday. A brief shower or two. High Friday, 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Over these last many weeks, and to be honest, I've lost track. I imagine you've had a lot of weeks of uh, this uh, isolation, uh, this separation from the physical world. Kath and I have taken it upon ourselves to read scripture out loud daily on the air. And there is something that's, um, by its very nature, extremely powerful to hear God's word spoken out. So our encouragement is for you to do this yourself. Uh, Whether you're with people right now, your family, or you are alone, God bless you if you are, uh, take take down the Bible and open it up to wherever and read it out loud. Mm -hmm. There's something that is... 
otherworldly. It's so beautiful and deep about hearing God's word spoken, especially in your own voice. So today we're going to continue on with this by reading Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Kath? You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. That's Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Again, John, we had a, do it if we had, you can. Yeah, do it if you can. Do it alone. Do it in a group. Do it on the radio. <laughs> Wherever you can, do it. Mm-hmm. John, we had a terrific time yesterday with our friends Scott and Lauren from we Save sure the did. Children. We did. We've never done this before. We did like a one-day campaign. We just we thought that the need was so great for kids around the country um, who are used to getting their food from school and weren't able to get it from school now that there's no school. And uh, so we thought we'd invite Scott and Lauren in. And we are so close, John. We're so close to reaching our goal for those kids, but we're a little smidge short. Yeah. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, we're a couple thousand dollars away from hitting this goal. And, you know, I, to be honest, before Scott and Lauren brought this up, I don't think about this this much because the free lunch program, I, I guess it existed in our school, but, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't do it. So I never paid really any attention to that. I never think about kids who needed a breakfast and a lunch as their primary means of nutrition. Uh, it's just something, by the grace of God, I thank you. I'm so, I'm so uh, thankful for your great generosity to me, God. But I do know that even now, as school is essentially over for the year, there are across this country literally millions of kids who are yeah. going hungry because they don't have that bedrock of lunch and dinner provided by their school. So Save the Children has stepped forward. And they're asking you and us to pick up this ball and feed 10 kids. Now, the ask yesterday was to feed 10 kids for $100. And a lot of you stepped forward. And yeah, I'm so grateful for that. Some people joined us at $1,000. They fed a heck of a lot more than 10 kids. And people did. some people did a kid for $10. But in these weird times where people are, you know, hoarding food and toilet paper and any number of things. And of course, now we're hearing about, you know, um, slaughterhouses, meat factories closing down and people are running to the store now and buying bacon by the case. If you have enough, right? I think a lot of us have more than enough. Mm -hmm. Then we owe it to especially small children who are what is known as food insecurity who are in America, the greatest, wealthiest country here on this planet Earth, that there are kids who are going without food. So won't you pick up your phone and dial pound 250? We just have a couple thousand left, friends. Just a couple thousand left. And maybe could there be 20 of you right now who would say, yeah, I can do this at $100 and feed 10 kids. 20 people is what we're looking for. That's all we do. And pound 250. Of course, you can always go online at wordfm.com. You'll see the food for the, you'll see the Save the Children banner at the top of the page. And you click that and it'll take you just a few seconds, knowing that you did something really good today. In this weird food time where so people are hoarding, people have mountains of food in their freezers and their refrigerators that they can't fit anything else in. And other people, they're barely getting by. 
So, yeah, so listen, it's it's easy. Give online at wordfm.com. Uh, you can go to our website, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, if you want, or you could just use your cell phone and dial pound 250. That's pound 250. The keyword is save the children and give your donation there. Goodness. We would love to get up to this threshold that we were hoping to get to yesterday. It was a one-day campaign. It's weird that we're talking about it on the day after, but it we is. just feel like we're so close and we want to help as many kids as we can. Right. Save the children. Look online, wordfm.com or pound 250, keyword save the children on your cell phone right now. Take a break. Come back. Dr. Rick Zimmerman is going to be with us. Stick around. He's going to give us an update on COVID-19 here in Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. We have not yet begun to even see what God can do and God will do through us and with us when we're committed totally to Him. A holy church, a church aflame, is a mighty instrument in the hand of a holy God. Hear Adrian Rogers teach about that old-time religion this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia – Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURGH to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SalemPittsburgh to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SalemPittsburgh. Where is yours made? With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. 
Dr. Zimmerman has over 200 publications on vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases. He has led multiple federally funded research projects on vaccines. Also, he has practiced medicine at the uh, inner city uh, East Liberty Family Healthcare Center for over 25 years. But Rick's been a regular friend of ours here uh, as we go through this pandemic, giving us local updates on COVID-19. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's good to be with you. There's not many silver linings in the COVID crisis, but I've had a little more chance to listen to a Christian singer that I think you will well know, Fernando Ortega. And he has in uh, a song that has really kind of gripped me that Kyrie Elias on uh, the Greek words for Lord have mercy. And indeed, I think that could be a prayer that many of us could echo as the deaths now in the U.S. have surpassed 60,000. And -hmm. really, we would say for our country, for our city, Lord have mercy. Mm, That's very good. Thank you, Rick, for that. We'll take that for sure. Yeah, Rick, before we talk about the local outlook on COVID, I want to talk about the news of the day. Um, Oxford scientists say a vaccine may be widely available by September. It was reported in CBS this morning, I'm sure in other news outlets as well. The stock market responded very favorably by jumping 500 points due to that. Do you know anything about it, Rick? Um, That's a vaccine. Fortunately, we do have Uh, groups like the Oxford that have been doing studies and Mm -hmm. before the COVID crisis on similar viruses, and they happen to be one, the actually University of Pittsburgh is another, that had studies going on in similar viruses. And so they piggybacked on that to say, hey, can we switch out and put in the COVID virus? And so they are in phase one uh, studies. I need to be Uh, a little bit um, cautious in that in licensing a vaccine, it's phase one, phase two, phase three, and then you can distribute the vaccine. And so um, I'm not as optimistic that that timeline will be available as they are. Uh, What's one of the nice things about that group is they're a nonprofit. They would share their results with a number of manufacturers, so we would not be in a monopoly situation. The monopoly situation can be bad if a manufacturer uh, has a plant go down um, or has something happen to their plant. And so the idea that there be multiple manufacturers from a nonprofit developing it is great, and that's great news. I'm just not sure the timeline of the fall is going to be realistic. I hope it is, but getting through three phases of clinical trials takes time. Right. So, Rick, I mean, three phases, and, and even then, I mean, they're, they're, I've been reading, you know, we may be 12 to 18 months away. That's a heck of a long time. Until the vaccine is fully available, does that mean that we should continue to social distance? I think we have to do social distancing um, until we either have a lot of herd immunity, because a lot of people have been infected, um, we have a great treatment, or we have vaccines that have been used. So we may be able to tweak social distancing. It's come out in a fairly heavy-handed form. It was needed. It has prevented Pittsburgh from having to experience what New York City has. Mm -hmm. Though, of course, it's caused a lot of economic pain, but we haven't had ICUs. And one of the key issues of why I think, particularly in June, we can begin to relax some is because our ICUs have not been flooded like New York's, and we are able to take care of people. 
Um, I also think with the warmer weather, there might be less transmission, and it certainly makes it much more feasible to uh, do things at a park or someplace outside when it's not cold weather. Mm -hmm. Rick, we've been uh, reading and hearing about the fact that sunlight kills the virus quickly, humidity it doesn't thrive in. Um, Can you comment on that? Is that why you're feeling optimistic about the summer months? I'm I'm hopeful uh, that that type of environmental change, the humidity, the sun, um, and the distancing of people will make a difference. I still think we have to be careful because if we do a lot of handshaking, hugging, and we stop the social distancing, then I think we're going to still see transmission. But I think if we can um, take advantage of the sunlight and, you know, wave at people, talk, you know, a couple of yards apart, wear our masks, that we are going to be able to reopen a lot of things with the coming of summer. That's my hope. And we'll, of course, listen to the governor for guidance. That's my hope is that we're going to be able to really open up a lot of stuff in June. Excellent. Rick, last week when you joined us, uh, you gave us the good news that you thought we had plateaued, that the curve had plateaued. Can you talk about Western Pennsylvania specifically about where we are? Yeah, it, the positivity rates have uh, slowly gone down. The data I'm looking at, you know, 3 4%, 5% positive. I do think that we are on the downward side of the peak. Um, there still are a number of cases ending up in the ICU and the hospital, so we are not out of it. But I think we are stable um, and um, past the immediate peak. I do think we're going to have a second wave, and I'm hoping that that waits until the fall or winter so that we can have better treatments. On the potentially good news side, we have a lot of bad news, but things in May we are going to hear, I think, uh, results from Gilead's remdesivir trial as well as the plasma infusion Mm -hmm. uh, where people who've been infected donate. And I think we'll have results And we just hope that one or both of those will be good. Okay. Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us. He's been faithful in uh, being on our program and giving us a local perspective from the mind of a physician on what's going on in the COVID-19 outbreak, especially here in Western Pennsylvania. Um, Rick, let me ask you about the perspective on um, like Major League Baseball. So there was a statement that was released today saying that they're hoping to start Major League Baseball in June, um, latest being July 1. And the reason they feel confident in that is that there are enough tests that they're the availability is there. They can test people regularly. So, of course, my question is, well, if they can test baseball players regularly, are there enough tests here in Western Pennsylvania and around the rest of the country? There is unused capacity in Western Pennsylvania for testing. So I don't think we, I think we can ease back into a number of things because testing is available. The other progress since we last talked is there is the antibody tests are becoming available. Some of them, it's a little of the Wild West. Some are not very good, but there are some that look pretty good. Um, and I'm not advertising one, but uh, one that one of my partners has used in a Quest lab has got you know, 90% sensitivity and 99% specificity. Still have to be careful because it's not, I like even better, but we can begin to use these antibody tests to help us. 
Okay. Good. Rick, yesterday, uh, the vice president got a lot of blowback because he went into a hospital. Everybody was wearing masks. And the vice president, uh, Vice President Pence said, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask because I've been tested regularly. What about that? Um, when you see somebody walking around in downtown Pittsburgh or wherever, you know, you're in close confines and you see them not wearing a mask. I mean, immediately I get a little tense. I agree with you. Uh, what we do know is there's probably a 40% of people who are unaware that they have COVID and can be spreading it um, because they will never have a symptom. And this particularly is going to occur in children. There's new data coming out of China recently that kids are really part of the transmission route. They just don't have much in the way of symptoms. So it does concern me. I don't know if he was tested in the last day or two, um, but I think... You know, unless you've been tested in the last couple of days, you really don't know what's happening. And I think we should be wearing masks. You know, the question that was asked, am I my brother's keeper? You can be. Yeah, yeah. Rick, let's talk about our pets. Uh, Articles going around about that as well. Uh, It looks like pets are able to contract the disease. Can they spread it as well? Well, you would assume if they can contract it, they can spread it. I am not a vet, so I have not looked at how much they can transmit it. I am not aware of a case of a person contracting it from a pet, but that uh, there's still a lot we're learning about this. And so that's one I'm not yet familiar with. Right. So, Rick, generally, uh, you're giving us more positive news than you are otherwise. Uh, We're on a better trend, especially here in western Pennsylvania, uh, despite, you know, the uh, social distancing and despite the idea of being, you know, 12 to 18 months away from, a, from something uh, that's really positive that we can all share in, that we have more good news than bad news here. I think in many ways we do. I think we are so fortunate that we didn't get hit. One mm-hmm. of the things I know a number of your listeners have probably lost their health care. And the federally qualified health centers in the region um, are open for business. Um, Some of it's telehealth visits or teleaudio visits, either video or audio. Um, But if there are people that have lost health care, they can seek it from a federally qualified health center. There's a number of them, and they could simply go on the web and search for those. That's good news. Okay, Okay, so then, Rick, then if we're going to shift our focus ever so slightly from COVID-19, what about people, you know, who have cancer or who Mm -hmm. have other debilitating diseases that they need to be taken care of? At what point do the hospitals say, okay, we're going to open back up for business? Well, UPMC, and I assume, I think if I recall right, I heard um, AGH system um, are both Moving that way, uh, UPMC is doing testing of a number of people before uh, elective surgeries to make sure they don't have it. In some cases, even on a a subgroup doing point-of-care testing right before surgery to make sure they're not infected. I think we do need to try to protect those people by wearing masks, washing our hands, and continuing good hygiene. But I think we need to open up some of these things. One of the problems has there been people with heart disease and other medical conditions that aren't getting care? And I can say that, um, you know, as a doctor, I'm doing some visits um, and able to provide care with teleaudio, televideo. Um, we're doing others face-to-face when we need blood work or procedures. But I think people should access medical care. It just has to be a little more thoughtful than before. And whenever they do it, 
um, they need to wear masks for their own protection and to protect other people. Very good. Rick, last question for you. Our time's almost up. I mean, it's, we, we just feel so unbelievably fortunate that our hospitals haven't been overwhelmed here in the Western Pennsylvania area. But I'm telling you, reading the stories of the physicians and nurses and therapists and everybody who's working in New York City, it is it is really shocking. I think in particular of the residents who are still in training, who are being tossed into doing everything that you can imagine because they need people on deck and they're not fully trained and they're, you know, there's filled with anxiety and panic and guilt and you name it. Rick is a physician. Can you imagine? Oh yeah. Uh, I trained, I'm old enough, as you know, to have trained in the days before there was work restrictions. And I mm-hmm. do remember going in to work, one Sunday morning and coming home at Tuesday night. Um, and so I, I've been there. Um, I don't say that's a good idea. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. yes, have done that. Um, mm-hmm. There is a sense of awe um, when you realize, uh, when you pronounce someone uh, dead, when you are doing a code on someone and you don't know whether they're going to make it or not. It is... Uh, a, a special time, and um, it's those of us with faith that can answer that. And there's something. Please pray for the first responders, the healthcare workers, um, those that are on the front lines. Yeah, I'm into that. Well, Dr. Zimmerman, we thank you so much uh, for giving us an inside look and especially an up-close look about what's happening with COVID-19 in Western Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area. It's greatly appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you. Our great pleasure. Dr. Richard Zimmerman, uh, prayers for Dr. Zimmerman, for every healthcare yes. worker amen on the front and lines and backside as well. Yes. Just uh, brave men and women who are giving mm-hmm. their absolute best to ensure our safety. So God bless them all. Yeah. Take a break. Come back. Um, be nice to go to a museum. Scroll, just scroll around for a little bit, wouldn't it? Someone but, I trust said beauty will save the world. Yes. All right. We could use a little beauty. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. The Ride Home with Jonah Cathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Tiles, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free 
shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Listen, we talked to Kurt Thompson a little bit ago, psychiatrist in private practice, and he said beauty is going to save the world. Now, listen, I am bought in. I can't go a day without looking at something beautiful or seeing or hearing something beautiful. I just, I make it a point. It's like, I would rather go without food than go without something beautiful. Right, right. I appreciate people who, you know, because I think awareness of beauty is not something that's innate. I think you have to be Mm -hmm. taught to have some awareness. I think you're probably right about that. For all those educators and all those mom and dads who have the wherewithal to think about, you know, to look around and to see all the beauty everywhere kudos. I mean, that's a definite thing that we need to lean into as much as possible. And that's something that we can do right now. Yes. We can be helping our kids or our spouses or whoever we're living with, our friends online, just to recognize how important beauty is. I saw something at uh, kotki.org today that there's a 15-minute tour in 4K resolution of the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Oh. And listen, I was just in this museum over the summer, and it yeah. is just a it is a sensory experience to be really? in there. And I watching it, it's wonderful. They've done a wonderful job. So oh, go nice. online tonight and look at the uh, 4K resolution tour of the Van Gogh Museum. It's absolutely Awesome. That's so cool. Okay. So this is interesting because everybody who's had, you know, who's doing a job, if you're still employed, um, for a lot of people, they've had to sort of make adjustments. So the museums, instead of inviting thousands of people through the front doors, they're offering virtual tours. And I think this is not unusual, Kath, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of museums around the world are doing virtual tours. Yeah. It's such a great opportunity. I mean, it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same, but just being able to see, if you love Van Gogh, this is like an opportunity. It's a lot cheaper than going to Amsterdam. Yeah. (laughs) The closest I get to to having a Van Gogh is that every year my wife and I have committed to buying a Van Gogh calendar, which hangs in our our kitchen. I have a Van Gogh. See that one right back oh, there that I'm nice. pointing uh-huh. to? That I that is a canvas I bought at the Van Gogh Museum in uh, the Netherlands. It's very beautiful. Absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. But you'll love you, you I'm telling you, it's just it, it, sometimes you go online and you see like a tour of something and it's like cattywampus and like it's not really clear or whatever. <laughs> right, right. This is like a first class production. Very nice. Very yeah. good. All right. Well, I'm all for beauty. 
Okay. You have good. plans for the evening here? Uh, yeah. T- actually, I'm going to show the family this uh, 4K Van Gogh Museum thing tonight. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. All we're right, going to check that out. I'm going to try to go for a walk. It's warm out. Yeah. And it hasn't rained in my area of Pittsburgh yet, so I thought I'd get out and maybe do a mile and a half or so. Excellent. What it's about in the you? 70s. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Mike, he's done. I'm done. You know, Nothing else productive is going to happen in the John Hall lifetime it, really. today. Um, no, no I'm, I'm pretty much done. Okay. Anyway, I'd like to have some ice cream. Wow. Okay. It'd be nice to have some ice cream. I made a chocolate cake over the weekend. You know, we're talking about Clavens. <gasps> Clavens on Penn Avenue Clavins. and Strip. We were talking about making cherry phosphate cokes. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I did that. You know, I bet you Clavens has that. I was looking at the information about an egg cream because we were talking about chocolate egg creams. Yeah. You know, there aren't any eggs in there. There aren't. No. What are they called? There cream? are no eggs. It's like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that people started calling it, but there aren't eggs in there. Interesting. Things that they call that aren't what they are. Mm-hmm. All right. Have yourself Have a, a great night. night, Pittsburgh. That's all we got. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.